Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Number one key about faith, it works in a realm where you can't see it. When you see it and it shows up, faith finished its project. You got to catch me. Don't sleep on me because there, no, there ain't no sleeping in here. Okay, so, this, so what am I trying to get you to understand? Don't look for faith in the realm of the scene because once it manifests in the scene, it's finished. You got to get that. I know I'm, you're saying amen, you give me a half a wink, get whatever, catch me. Because you look to circumstances, write this down. You look to change circumstances to tell me whether faith is working or not. You can't do that. I'm going to go slow because I wanted to go fast, but I can't. It's all right. I want you to get it. That's why these three days, I, I know what, if it would have been me and five of you, I, I'm going to do it. I want you to get this more than, because I've been around the country, man. I've been around the world. Watching people wait for promises that will never come to pass because they don't have faith to exchange. And time changes nothing. Time changes nothing. Time changes nothing. Nothing changes because of time. And if you don't have the right exchange with God, it's not going to change. And it breaks your heart to see people waiting for something to happen that can't happen because they don't have the right exchange and then blame God for it. But God had nothing to do with it. You got to understand the two sides of God. The church stops talking about the principles. We just talk about the person because it's easy to embrace the person. It's hard to do the principles. There's two sides of God, the person of Jesus and the principles. Nobody likes the principles because the principles are, are kind of like the do's and don'ts of Christianity. The person you can get along with all day long because he's cool. But the principles of Jesus are going to make or break what you can get in the earth. That's where you got to follow the order. See, the principles of Jesus, perfect example, the principles of Jesus are what got you out. The person of Jesus, he could comfort you in your pain. But if you don't follow the principles, you'll never get out. Because he'll comfort you all day long, but you got to follow principles. I got to give in certain, I got to do, you see what I'm saying? So don't miss this moment. So we look at changed circumstances to tell me whether this is working or not. And once you do that, you're in the wrong realm. Once you get in the realm of reason, you're in trouble. So faith's got to be released. We got to get to a place to release it. But here's the problem. First, we got to form it. Because if you don't form it, you can't release something that hasn't been developed. Faith comes by Hearing Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. But if faith is not accepted, you got a problem. See, Thomas, go over here. Go to John chapter 20. You all right? Go to, go to John chapter 20. We're just going to catch this thing, and I, wanna, I want you to see this, because just because you're hearing doesn't mean anything's happening. Romans 10, 17 says what, guys? Faith cometh by, and hearing by the... Word of God. Watch this. I want you to catch 20, and I want you to look at this. Let's look at 2024. We're going to get right in this thing. But Thomas, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. Correct? I like it even better like this, but I'll still go through it for you guys. The other disciples therefore said to him, what? We've seen the Lord. He said, unless I can put my hands in the print of the nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and thrust it in my side, I will not believe. Correct? Now watch this. 
and after eight days again, Jesus came to him and stood in the midst of him and said, Peace be unto you. Then he said unto him, Thomas, reach hither thy figure and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it in my side. Be not faithless, but be believing. Thomas answered and said unto my Lord, my God. He said, basically, help me. But here's what I want you to see. Jesus said, don't be faithless. Be what? Believing. But watch this. Thomas was a rejecter of what he heard. Just because he heard it didn't mean it changed him because if you reject what you hear, it does nothing for you. What did he look for to understand or what did he look for to find faith? He looked to natural circumstances that seemed impossible and it made him a rejecter of spiritual principles. If you look to natural stuff, you're going to reject spiritual principles. He said, I'm not going to believe it unless I could see it and I could touch it. He said, if I don't see it and I don't touch it, I got to see the print in his hands and I want to take my hand and stick it in his side. If I can't see and touch, I'm not going to believe. Jesus said, don't be faithless, but be believing, not based upon what you can see and touch, but based upon what you can believe. Why is that important? Because Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, but if you don't believe or accept what you hear to be the truth, you're going to reject it. So hearing ain't enough. They kept telling you hear. Hear, just keep hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Yeah, well, guess what? If you don't accept what you hear, it ain't doing nothing for you because faith's got to be now. You getting it? Faith has to be received when it's heard. Otherwise, faith goes in one ear and out the other. This is the key because you got to release beliefs that have been formed. Does that make sense? You have to form beliefs based upon the word of God. Is that all right? See, now watch this. Faith is simply what you, write that down. Some of you guys are new. Faith is simply what I believe. You get that? Jesus used it interchangeably all throughout the Bible. Why is that so important? Because only you know what you believe. This is the key. Why does stuff work and why does some stuff not work? You don't believe it. Let's just stop blaming God and let's get in it. We either believe it or we don't believe it. Now, here's the key. I got to go through the process of forming beliefs before you could ever release a belief. Go to Romans 10. Go to Romans 10. We'll go to like Romans 10, 8. Is that okay? Did you get that? He said, I got to see it and touch it. If I can't see it or touch it, don't. This is the biggest key you got to understand. Faith doesn't work in a scene realm. So why do you look in a scene realm to tell me whether it's working or not? Why do you look, I'm, gonna let it, I'm letting it sit in. Faith doesn't work. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. We understand that the world was framed by the word of God. And everything that you see is what? Made from something you could not see. What do you mean made from something I could not see? Because everything you see is temporal, subject to change. If you have the right material, you could change everything that you see. You have to show up with the right material. Circumstances will bow to knee to faith. It has to. But you got to get to faith. I'm going to show you how to do it. I ain't leaving this building until you get it tonight. You got to see. No, I'm being serious. Because this will save you. This will save you. Because I got to know beliefs are formed before I ever release them. How do I form beliefs? How do you get evidence in a courtroom? Witnesses. Evidence. Correct? I say this all the time. A judge has never been to the scene of a crime. He just looks at evidence and weighs the scale. 
How much evidence do you have that shows to me you believe what you believe and you can have what you're saying? Because how do you, now watch this, because they tell you, keep saying the same stuff over and over and over again. I don't want you just saying the same stuff. I want you giving me accumulation of knowledge. The Bible says, write this down, everything is established by what? What, two or three witnesses? Let everything be established by two or three witnesses, which means what? Give me different scriptures that prove to me that what you believe in God, he can do. Don't just give me one. Give me accumulation of knowledge because the more knowledge you got. You ready for this? Give me somebody's job um, that takes like uh, Mike. I know you do a little bit. He puts, he puts, he puts mechanical stuff, shutters, right? The shutter company. He running shumber, he's going to run a shutter company. You need shutters? Go see him. You know, like storm shutters? Okay? I don't know jack about storm shutters. I don't know nothing. I don't know a thing about them things. I don't know how to do them. I don't know how to work with them. I don't know nothing. All I know is I see them in a house when a storm comes, they put them down. I don't even know where the button is to put the thing down. I've been in houses with them. I know sometimes back in the day they used to have a pole used to go with it. Now there's buttons for it. I don't understand nothing about it. One time I was somewhere, the guy had a thing. He said, don't leave it on because if you leave it on, the motor goes. He said, make sure it's in the middle. That's all I know about a shutter. But I got a funny feeling that if I went to him and said, hey, can you teach me over the next year how to be a shutter guy? Got up every day, went to work. He tell me, this is what we do with the drill. This is what we do over here. This is what we do with the material. He's probably learning himself, but he could probably teach me just as fast as he's learning. Now, what would I have to do? I'd have to go with him on a daily basis to go learn and see what he knows. See, knowledge is going to eradicate my ignorance. And once my ignorance has been removed, there's nothing I can't do because now I'm not worried about going after it. See, here's the thing. We got to remove the lack of knowledge that we have and replace ignorance with proof of evidence. And once you got evidence, now you got victory. Because the Bible said this. Listen, 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says this. 1 John, write down, 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will or his word, we know that he hears us. And if I know he hears me, he grant me to petition that which I've asked. What's that mean? That means if I got scripture, I got evidence. If I got evidence, I got proof. If I got proof, I see, because here's what you got to do. You, you got to persuade yourself. See, Jesus has been trying to persuade men. The whole thing about the gospel is Jesus tried to persuade men that he's real. I come here every Sunday trying to, this guy gets up every Sunday in worship and tries to persuade people with every Pop, gadget, whistle, no, and worship and try to get people to enter into worship. I do the same thing on Sunday. I got to drag a bunch of people to be persuaded that what you, I got to put a bow on it, wrap it in a package, have lights flashing on it. I got to entertain you, humor you, try to get you to believe the Bible. And you want to know what? I don't really care because I just want you to believe it, son. If I got to be funny, I'll be funny. I'm funny anyway. Praise me. Who you call funny? I'm funny. Come on. Amen. Look, right? I got to do what I got to do to get it over to you. Amen. Why? And all I'm trying to do, persuade you to believe it. Bible teaches around the world, persuading somebody to believe it. He tried to persuade you to believe that God can prosper you. It isn't weird stuff. It's persuasion. You got to be persuaded that what God said he can do, he can do. Now, here's the question. Well, I don't think I'm going to believe it. You stiff neck mess, you. You better start believing something. The Bible's true. Sit there. Well, you know, I told him leave. I, man, I, was with these, I was with those business guys. That messed me up. And then I came back the next week. Well, if you don't trust me, you shouldn't be here. But I want to go to church down the road. Why? Because you comfortable? 
You in a country club or you getting transformed. Pastor Chris, you, I didn't want the job. Jesus gave it to me. I want you to get to it. You understand what I mean? Like, what do you believe? Because I'm picking on. What do you believe? And prove to me what you believe you can have. I got one scripture. That ain't enough. I love you. I'm smiling, see? That ain't, I got one scripture and a maybe. No, that ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? Go get me some proof. Go get some evidence. See, if he gives me knowledge about that job, I'm not going to be scared to go do it. Right now, I don't know what I'm doing, but if I stay with you for six months, I'm going to learn something. In a year, I could probably go by myself. Because you're showing me what to do, and now you're swaying me through what? You know what the church wants to do? It wants to do this. Uh, 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 God, I pray. I'm going to put storm shutters on. God, I pray. I'm going to be a storm shutter guy. God, I pray. I'm going to sit in the church, and I'm going to be a guy. I'm going to be. No, you're not. You got to go get knowledge. You ain't going to get nothing sitting in this building. You ain't going to get jack sitting in the building. You don't get nothing for sitting in the building. You get something when you start applying the word of God to your life. Amen? And when you go, you got to suck it up and go, I'm going to change me. Eh? Well, I, don't, I didn't get nothing from the pastor. Then you ain't paying attention. I don't care where you go. Somebody preaching the word of God, I learned. You got up here, I learned something. Why? Because I got ears to hear. Come on. You got to put hearing in. Put your listening ears on, remember? You got to hear what the Bible says. You got to come ready to receive. So what am I trying to get you to understand? If the word of God, see, we said this, right? The word of God the first time, what you do? It's forming a belief. You don't know what your beliefs are. What's it do after you hear it there? It strengthens your belief. What happens if it's not the word? Then it's your flesh. That's what makes you carnal. You see what I'm saying? Watch that, right? That's dug all day long, right? And then what are they supposed to do? Govern. What is it supposed to govern? What I think, what I say, what I do. What you mean? Well, easy. Check this out. It's simple. Why are people carnal? Because they don't put the word of God first. They have the word of God overridden by their mindsets, and their flesh forms it. I don't think giving's going to do nothing for me. It's not. Because flesh, that's not, look, it's flesh. See, your beliefs, here's the problem with Christians. Their beliefs should be governing their thinking, saying, and doing. If your beliefs do not govern your think, say, and do, you're going to have a problem. You're going to be carnal. But where, watch this, though. But I have beliefs. But are your beliefs formed from the word of God? That's the key. We got to see, do I have a right to believe what I'm believing? I'm going to tell you what. I know everybody wants to get to the saying, but I'm going to tell you now, don't get to the saying until you got the believing right. Because you're going to say stuff and hinder your faith because you're going to speak. This is where people mess it up. They say something that they don't believe, and it doesn't have the value of weight inside of it to produce anything, and therefore you stop the saying. Because you got to do a lot more saying than you do believing. See, I need you talking. You ain't been talking enough. That's what it comes down to. Your mouth has to be talking and speaking the blessing and the word of God all the time. And when your head goes this way, the word of God's got to take you that way. Look at Romans 10.8. You okay? Look at this. I know I, I, I pulled you around a little bit. Romans 10.8. I want you to see this. You all right with this? Because here's the thing. I'm going to get you to release it, but I can't get you to release it until you understand it. He said, what says it? What's the word say? What says it? It's the word is not even in thy mouth. Remember we talked about that? It's in your mouth and in your heart. What's in my mouth and what's in my heart? Faith. Faith's in your mouth and faith's in your heart. What says the word is nigh even in the mouth and in the heart? But what kind of word is that? The word of faith which we preach. Did you write that down? So faith's two places. In the heart and where? 
You got faith in your heart, you better believe it. How did faith get? Now watch this. You ready for this? You better get this figured out. How did faith get in your heart? You put it in there. I'm going to tell you, you want to hear a story? I start, God told me to start speaking stuff. He told me, he said, I want you to do this. He said, especially going places. It was a season. God said, I want you to speak this out of your mouth. So I started speaking it. God told me to do it. He said, because he wanted to open doors for me to go places. And he said, I want you to speak this. So I spoke it. Spoke it. I did what God told me to do. I spoke it. I'm in somewhere else. Phone rings. Somebody said, I got you on my heart. I said, yeah, I put myself there. What do you mean? I swear. It said, I got you on my heart. I said, yeah, I put myself there. How you put yourself there? With my mouth. See, your mouth, your, listen to me, your mouth don't move till your heart's full. Your mouth don't move till your heart's full. You fill your heart, and then God, God will help you fill your mouth. You got to fill your heart. See, that's the problem. People can't get nothing in them. That's why they don't worship God. They ain't worship God at home. Come in here, got to try to take them to 12 places. They can't get there. They ain't got a full heart. It's everything, right? Abundance of the heart, let the mouth see. Out of the abundance. Out of the abundance. That's, they can talk negative all day long. They got that in abundance in them. You ain't got to stay around people long, figure out what they've been meditating on. Come on, right? Hate will come right out of them. Jealousy will come right. That's what that deal is. The jealousy comes. Why do you think? Who, you've been meditating on that all day long, and it'll come up out of you. And you ought to look at people like sometimes like, you goofy. They're goofy as the day is long because they live in their head, and their head's nuts. Right. Well, you don't want to hear it. It's God's honest truth. And let me tell you something right now. You don't have to be depressed the day of your life. And I don't say that meanly. It's a big thing people talking about. And I believe it, and it's there. But I'm going to tell you, can I tell you, can I say something spiritual to you because I love you and I'm for you? And if you, have a, if you have a problem there, I can help you. You know this stuff, the earth's feeling? Everybody getting in depression, you know something? Just don't, this is it right here. You got flesh governing what you believe. If I change your flesh and put the word of God in there, you won't believe what you believe, and then you think, say, and do will be different. Carnality becomes eradicated. Guess what will happen? You'll start thinking God thoughts. Look, look at me. I could change what you feel if I could change what you've been thinking about. Your thoughts, your thoughts connect to your feelings, and your feelings connect to your thoughts. I could, cha- I could change what you feel, change what you think upon. Once I change what you're thinking, it'll change what you're feeling. And it, what did I tell you the other day? Life is only what you remember. So why are you telling people, ah, 97, shut up about 97. Just tell people what you want them to know. You know, somebody went on YouTube. I was a lot bigger in the 2000 and whatever it was, you know what I mean? I don't tell nobody about it. If you find me on YouTube, that's up to you. Right now, I just like the me. <laughs> tell them, like, don't go back. Don't say, well, Pastor Chris, I've seen a video of you. My God, you were bigger. I said, I don't talk about the bigger me. We just talk about the new me. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? Don't go back to the bigger you. Don't go back to the messed up. Well, you know, praise God. I was divorced 93 times. Shut up. Don't tell nobody. Hey, this is the best wife I ever had. (laughs) I told my mama today, you know what I told her? You're the best mom. You're the greatest mom I've ever had. She's like, I'm the only mother you ever had. I said, well, you're the best one. Praise the Lord. I did. I told her that. I said, praise the Lord. You're the only one I got. You're the best one. (laughs) You got to go there in your mind. Hello? 
Yeah, you don't want to hear me. You're looking at me. Come on, stay with me. Come on, right? You got to live in the moment. You're like, ah, ah. And you, some people, you get around, and they just start spilling their guts, coming out of them, and like, what do you meditate on all day long? My God in heaven. Joshua 1 8 says, What? Don't let this book of the Lord depart out of your mouth, but meditate therein day and night that thou may what? Come on, Jerry. Observe to do. You observe to do what you meditate. Come on, meditate. You got to meditate right. People don't want to do this stuff, but this is how you do it. You, you want to do it. Flesh has to be what? Eradicated. Now, watch this. Go back to Romans 10 because you need to see this. That's great. Thanks, Mom. She's doing a great job. Right? 10 8. Watch this. But what says that the word is not thee? It's in the mouth and in the heart. Very important. I'm going to show you something here. You want, you want to see something really cool? Write that down. Okay, ready? Check this out. Let me give you this and then we go there. Okay, Lord, I'll do it right. Nine. The word of faith which we preach. Right? That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So believe in the heart, confess with the mouth. He said, if you confess and you believe, you got it. Watch 10. Here we go. Keep going. For with the heart man believes on the what? Okay, now get that. Beliefs are found in the heart. Righteousness, remember this, righteousness is confirmed in the heart. What's that mean? Finds agreement. You ain't walking together unless you got agreement. That's Hebrews 6. He said the end of strife is when the oath of agreement is found. Hebrews 6 said, remember Hebrews 6? Just go there. Can we go there? Just keep that there. Keep the 1010 and then go to, go to Hebrews 6. I'll help you, all right? We're together in this thing, man. I ain't no different than you. You know how I got it? I got tired of sitting in church. Nobody told me how to do it. God's honest truth. Used to leave mad as a hornet. I went to go see, who did I go see? Lester Summerall? Dr. Summerall. I was so mad, I kicked the door in Denny's. I was mad. Karen, I was mad. I was so mad. I thought I had a devil. I was like, somebody better cast the devil out of me. Something's wrong with me. I was so mad. I went to Pastor Benny's. I got so mad leaving that building. This guy talking about faith and miracles and going and raising the dead. I'm like, I can't even, I can't even believe God to get my life straight. This guy's going around the world. I said, somebody got it. I was so mad. I kicked the door. I was like, man, I don't understand none of this stuff. I got so mad. I got mad at me. I was like, why don't I know this stuff? Why don't somebody tell me this stuff? Go to church. Well, you know, we're going to kind of tell you what's going on. We don't really know what's going on. We're going to kind of just tell you what we know is going on and leave there defeated as all day long. And that joker was half sick and half dead and half broke. That's all he talked about. I was tired of that mess. Well, whatever. Maybe you liked that. I didn't. And I got, somebody got to tell me something, God. I got to know what's going on. Glory to God. I want to know. And I'm not picking on the man of God. God bless the man of God. But you're only going as far as that pulpit, guys. You're only going, well, I like my church. I've been in my church since 1999. I can care less. If you can't get me somewhere, I'm gone. Yes, Amen. Sir. I got to get on assignment. Amen. Look, you've been searching for a voice all your life. When you find it, I don't care who you got to push out the way to get there. Get there. Yes, don't leave it. Yes, See, because this is cool. I told somebody this. I said, first, write it down. Remember I told you? First, you got to remember this. First, relationship's a gift. It's a gift first. Then it's a test. Ooh, that's what it's got. See, first it's a gift, then it's a test, then it becomes a reward. See, first relationship's a gift. This is going to be great. We're going to have a honeymoon. Yay, let's kiss and be friends. Yeah, then guess what's going to happen next? Here comes offense because the test is in that season. All the hell will try to separate you from where you're supposed to be. 
Oh, that's the God's honest truth. You believe so? You'd be like, oh, they try. You kidding me? Put a bullseye on your head. Don't want you near where you can get somewhere. Devil's scared of me. So don't talk like that. He might come get you. He ain't coming nowhere near me. He too scared. Say, what you mean he's scared? You know who you are and what you can do. Once you get around that, then it's what? It's a reward in the end. But the test comes, I got to pass. Stay close. Stay close to the things of God. Why? So you learn this stuff. You got to learn this stuff. Once you learn this stuff, nobody can take it from you. Because gospel, there ain't no copyright in this book. You just get it and run with it. And I don't care where you go, where you go, you keep it with you. And get, get around. Remember Brother Hagin used to say that all the time. He said, get around your own company. God's on true. I said, what is he talking about? Get around your own company. I left and went and went and came back four years later. Got around. I said, now I know what that guy was talking about. Get around your own company. You get around people with wacky beliefs. They don't believe right. Believe is all jacked up, and you start you start thinking like that. You don't. I'm telling you, listen to me. Write this down. Three places your thoughts come from. You better get this. Remember, I gave you this. Number one, what? Association, observation, and teaching. This is where your thinking comes from. Observation, association, and teaching. That's why you just can't hang out with everybody. You start thinking like them. Well, I can hang out where I want to hang out. You'll start thinking like them ding-dongs you hang out with. Observation means what? I'm observing it and seeing it. Guess what? Association, I determine who I hang out with. And guess what? Teaching, you could determine that. Observation, you got to overcome because observation says this. Because this is important. Look at this. You ready for this? Because here's where we got to win over here. See, we got to make sure we stay word conscious. Okay? So let's just say this. If we're going to get over here, right? So if we're going to get association, right? We're going to get observation. This is going to be so bad. And then we're going to get what? Teaching, right? We're going to get teaching right here. So now we got one, two, three. We got to stay with the word. Otherwise, we're going to be flesh ruled. Where are you even getting these answers from? So now you got this governing you. Well, I don't think we got to do this. See, the first time you heard it, it got your belief going. After that, you got to go back and strengthen what you believe. Remember this? Come on. This brother dug all day long. I'm going to send him an offering, right? Govern, govern, govern what I think, what I say, and what I can do. Now, let me explain something to you. When you are not carnal, you will what? You will think, say, and do different because your spirit, the Bible says in Proverbs, a wise man's heart teaches his mouth what to speak. You can't be I just want to speak my mind. Hush your mouth. Speak your mind, you crazy? Don't let your mind. So I said, well, one time I was talking to somebody. They're like, well, you know, you're not open-minded. I said, you're darn right I'm not open-minded. I ain't get my mind open to nothing. It took me too long to renew this joker, let alone leave it open around you and your nonsense. You're so close. You're like, you're not open-minded. I said, oh, shut it. I ain't open-minded. I renewed my mind. I got well, You know, people want you to think, why don't you, why don't you, you know, what do they call you when you're stubborn? You know, like they just say, oh, you don't want to, you, you can't even reason. Ain't no reasoning with the truth. Truth is ageless. Truth is timeless. Truth is forever. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got to be open. You should be open. I ain't open to nothing. I ain't opening nothing when it comes to the gospel. There's only one way, and that's the end of it. I don't need to be open no nonsense. What am I trying to get you to see? You work hard to renew your mind. You have to make sure that your mind is governing, right, that spirit mind. The word of God is governing what I'm thinking, saying, and doing. I can't just, now watch this. You want to know what happens? No vision, you're in trouble. People with no vision have no constraint. See, why is this discipline work? 
Because discipline for discipline's sake never really works. Discipline for vision corrects your behavior. Vision tells me where I can go, who I can hang out with, and what I can do. No vision, you perish. Vision shows up, shows me where I, vision shows me what time I got to be home at night. Vision shows me who I can hang out with. I'm going somewhere. If you don't see yourself there, you'll compromise somewhere along the path. Okay? Let me just show you this, all right? You were okay with Hebrews? Go back over there. You see that? I gave you things saying, dude, because here, everybody wants to get to here. Everybody wants to get the release. I want to get to the thinking, the saying, and the doing. If you don't have it formed in the belief, we got a problem. It ain't going to work because one can't collide with the other. Watch this. Let me give you this thing. I'm sorry. I got to get you over here. Where did I tell you to go? Hebrews. You ready for this? You all right with time? We doing all right? I don't even know what time it is. Don't tell me. Look, 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 look. Come over here, ready? Uh, uh, yeah, go over here. Uh, go to Hebrews 6.14, sorry. Uh, go to 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. He made an agreement with himself. That was the whole deal. Remember, put Abraham to bed. God and Jesus cut a perfect covenant. Done deal. Keep going. Thank you. Saying, surely I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. Keep going. And so after he had patiently endured, everybody say, patiently endured. Nobody likes that part. But the Bible says James teach you perfect patience. But perfect patience makes you established, settled, and secure. Okay? So hold patient endurance. That's Lauren's favorite scripture today. I was preaching to her. Come on. Patient endurance. Go. For men verily swear by the greater, an oath for confirmation is to them an end of strife. What's that mean? Once you got agreement, strife is over. Husbands and wives, easiest way to get out of strife, agree about something. You say right, he says left, let's just agree, God will lead us. Find agreement, once you got agreement, there's no more strife. Want to know why people got strife? They don't have a place of agreement. Once agreement is found, strife is over. You know what I'm saying? So you got, but here's the thing: you're gonna have strife with God, not like blatant, like you're gonna have you're gonna have a differing with God, because that's what strife merely means. Strife is a division. You're gonna have division with God until you make that oath first and foremost in your life. So the validity of how much you value the Word of God is your key. Did you get that? Did you get that? That's Mark 4:24. He said, "The value of what you hear determines the value of what you get." You never value your words until you value what you hear. You never value what you do until you value what you hear. People's greatest problem is they don't value what they hear. Therefore, they never elevate their life above the place it needs to get to. It's Mark chapter 4. Look, and he said unto them, take heed. Write that down. Best scripture you can think of. Mark chapter 4, you need to study the thing upside down and back. You want to know why? Most powerful chapter in the whole Bible. If you can figure out Mark chapter 4, you figure out the whole book. I'm telling you, Tony, whole book will unveil itself because everything is a seed. Your whole life's a seed. You're sowing seed right now. And he said to them, take heed what you hear because the measure you meet it, it'll be measured back unto you. You know what that means? The value of what comes in your ear and how much value you put on what you hear determines the value of your life. That's the God's honest truth. What am I saying? If you value what you hear and go, I 100% am going to be in agreement with what comes out of your mouth, you will say your life will go on a different track. 
for God be true, but every man be a liar. I got mad. I'm like, God, why am I lying? He said, every time you say something different than me, kid, you lying. I said, I'm not a liar. I don't go out and blatantly, willfully lie. The Lord said, every time you say something different than what I said, you're a liar. So when you walk in that book and you see victory, you talk defeat, you're a liar. You talk sick, you're a liar. You talk lack, you're a liar, kid. I said, man, God, this is good stuff, but here's the key. Well, I know you're true, but how do I elevate my game? And this, say, man, I was walking in the, we were, in the, we were at the Miracle Center. I walked up the aisle. The people were looking at me about confession, and I walked up the aisle, and he said, they don't believe what you're telling them. I said, I know. I could tell. He goes, tell them. Until they value what they hear, they'll never value what they say. I said, what? He said, tell them, because it doesn't look like confession works. Because you've been confessing and it ain't working, and you want to know why it ain't working. He said, you'll never, 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 never value what you say until you value more what you hear. Because once you value what you hear, now you value everything you say out of your mouth. If God said, don't, I'm not saying that. What did God say? I value, Pastor, you say it, I'm doing it. That's not crazy control. If you say that and you tell me that's the thing, I'm going with it. Why? Man, I want, I want to stay on that track. Come on, if the Bible says it, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I, hush your mouth, don't say nothing different in that book. The measure you value it is the measure it's coming back. So what happens if I 30%, 30% return? He said some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. How you doing with your ears? How you doing? Your, it's not just seed you sow. It's what you've been hearing. It's Mark chapter 4. You see it? So you come in here and go, hey, I ain't coming in this building another Sunday. Everything you say that lines up with that book, I'm gospel truth in it. That's the end of it. If that's what God, I'm telling my body what to feel. I'm telling my mind what to think. I'm telling my situation where it go. I'm telling it. Why? Because I value what I hear so much, it'll correct your mouth. Yeah. That's the key. Now go back to Hebrews 10, and you're going to like this. I mean, six. I think we were six and whatever we were, six and 19 or wherever we were. You're doing a great job. Somewhere around there. I don't know. You're doing great. It was an end of all strife, right? So I don't because how, what's Amos 3.3 say? How could two walk together unless they agree? If there ain't no agreement, you can't walk together. You can't walk together. So you got to agree. That's why some of you don't make no sense. I want to date somebody. You better find out what they, who they listen to. I'm telling you, all the single girls, you need to come see me before you bring these ding-dongs around. <laughs> God almighty, these dudes don't know. They can't. I work 12 hours. I'm like, what, a day? No, a week. Get out of here, bro. Get a job. Wow, he's cute. He ain't that cute. You're going to be broke and destitute. He's he going to get fat and bald. I promise you it's going to happen. I'm just telling you, make sure the joker got some money and a dream and Jesus first. You know what I mean? Amen. <laughs> Come on, right? Bring them around me. I can always find a squirrely one, can I? I chase them away, though. But I like, that's why you don't bring them to me. You know what I love about you people? I love you. You want me to bless your mess. I ain't blessing your mess a day in my life. Look what I got, Pastor. Why don't you come here before you got that thing? They come in after it's done. Like, hey, can you fix it? No, it's broke. Should have brought the car before you drove it. Let me see it. Let me open the door. Let me check it out. You know, then they bring this joker. He's all, hey, how you doing? Man, bro, you ain't going to make it a week in here. She's been training like a champion, and you brought a chump. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? You look for a stud, you got a spud. That joker like a whacked out potato. 
<laughs> and then you bring him in here. Can you like lay hands on him and fix him? No, Jesus can't fix that dude. Ain't no way. Nah, nah, send him back. He messed up. Well, he's got a brother. Trust me, you don't want nobody in that whole family that messed up. Work with the pastor, will you? See, everything you try to hide from me ain't good for you. Well, don't you do. Did you hear what I just said? Don't ever hide anything from me. I'll know. This is the covenant that I'll make with them after those days. Said the Lord, well, I'll put my laws in their heart. Keep going. You're doing great. And in their minds, I will write them. Now watch. I'm taking you somewhere. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Remember what? No more. Remember none of it no more. Okay? Now here's what I want you to see. Look at this because you need to go here. Go to Hebrews 6. Watch this. I want you to look at 6, 16. For men verily swear by the greater an oath of confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, 17, wherein God, it's Hebrews 6, 17. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show the heirs of the promise, the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. See it? Oh, got it? I know, it's working. Sometimes it gets a little squirrely. Right? Wherein what? That by two immutable things, it's impossible for God to lie. Watch this, right? Wherein God willing more abundantly to show the heirs of his promise. That's you. The immutability of his counsel, right? Confirmed it by an oath, the word. That by two immutable things, it's impossible for God to lie. Boy, ain't that Numbers 23, 19? God don't lie. He ain't a man that he lies. So let me ask you a question. Why do you doubt a God that can't lie? And he's for you because you got the wrong image of who he is. But see, isn't that Hebrews eleven six? Isn't that what he's trying to teach us? You know what I'm saying? Wasn't it? He, he who comes to God must believe that he is. Right? Faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. Look at Hebrews eleven six. Just show them that one too. So they can see. You got to see it with your eyes sometimes. Because you hear it from my mouth, but sometimes it, it, it confirms it when you see it and hear it. But look at, and we're going to go back to Hebrews, right? He said this, he said this. He said, now faith, right, is the substance of things and evidence, right? We understand that. But he said this. Look at this. Hebrews eleven six. They go and get it. It says this, it says this, it says this. It says, we must believe that he is. He is what? He's a rewarder. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Go back to the first part. Let me see. But that's the first. That's how it goes. I should have took you there. But without faith, belief, it's impossible. You can't please God without faith. God's greatest pleasure is to be believed. Without faith, you can't please God. For he that come to God must believe what? That he's God? No. No, you wouldn't go to God if you didn't think he was God. You must believe he's a rewarder. You got to believe my God's a rewarder. James calls him a liberal giver. You ask, he gives more than enough. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask. You got the wrong image of God. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He's a lavish giver. My father ain't stingy nor cheap. You know what I'm saying? He don't, he don't put, man, get an image of God. These, your religious jerky friends you need to get rid of. I'm not mad about people, but you, what kind of money you got? The kind of money you pave gold streets with? What kind of money you got? They want to keep you broke. You start elevating your wealth and they get jealous. Well, you need all that stuff? Yeah, I need more. I need, tra- I got, I looked the other day, I seen stuff. I can't wait to give some of this stuff away and I want to get new stuff. I love, I love new. I like new. New makes me happy. 
Amen? You say, well, you know, what you going to do? Mind your own business. Use your faith and go do something with it. That's your own business. You understand what I'm saying? Don't get mad at me because I'm getting it. You're going to get it too. But you got to get it. You understand what I'm saying? It ain't about the stuff. But they get mad at you. And they go, oh, why do you want money? Why do you want this? Why do you want that? Why do you want oh, well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let's ask a question. God's so jacked up with all this stuff. He's so, he's so not into it. You know what I mean? Well, when, 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 when man wanted more, God had no problem with it. He gave it to him. Why you got a big problem with it? And I give you the multitudes. And I give you a, it was God's idea to bless you. It was God's idea to lavishly bless you. Yes. Hello? Why are you mad at what God wants to do? Just because you can't get it and see it, you're going to get mad when somebody... I'm not saying me, I'm saying you. You got friends. Well, how much stuff you need? As much stuff as I want. Mind your business. Well, someone so wants to get a plane. Shut up. Let them get a plane. Why do you ask people for a plane? I don't know and I don't care. Give them some money. Okay, man, everybody want to critique everything. I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, maybe we don't like you. Don't worry about what you like. I'm not being mean. Don't get mad. Well, I think that's a waste. I think gold streets is a waste and diamonds in a wall is waste. And I think ivory gates is a waste. I ain't going to tell God that when I get to heaven. I'm just going to walk on it and chill out and be quiet. You know what I'm saying, right? You're like, God, you thought it was a good idea to pave the streets with gold? Yeah. You got a problem with it, Sarno? No, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm just happy to be here. I wasn't get, I was going to hell. I'm just happy to be in heaven. Whatever you want to pay, you want to put wallpaper up, knock it out. I don't care if we got pearls hanging in everywhere you want to go. I'm down with it, God. You want to have diamond doorknobs? Knock yourself out. I could care less. Hey, it's your idea. But don't get mad at the system when you're part of a kingdom, amen? And don't let people talk you out of the blessing of God because now they start making you feel bad for what God gave you. Don't you ever feel bad for what God gave you. If God gave it to me, get over it. You know what I'm saying? And when you get it, it's cool because when you get it, I'm going to borrow it. I'm going to use it. And you know what? It's funny. I'm probably not going to clean it when I bring it back. I'm just going to bring it back and you're going to have enough money to clean it yourself. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen? You know what I'm saying? I'll be nice, you know, but I'm like, hey, I'm going to go fishing. I ain't cleaning your boat. I'm just going to go fishing with you and drop me off. James knows how it works. He just dropped me off. Bye, Pastor. See you later. I said, praise the Lord, James. I love you, buddy. Amen. Bye. It's been a long day, man. I got to rest. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. You guys are good to me. Amen. Come on. Are you pulling this thing in? Look what it said right here. I want you to see this. God's a rewarder of them that diligently. God's a rewarder of them that diligently. God's a rewarder. He is a re He must believe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Stop. No, no. That ain't what it says. Go to first park. God is a rewarder. Yeah, I know that. But without faith, it's impossible for you to come to God. must believe that he is a rewarder of them. You got to believe he's a rewarder. God is definitely a rewarder. But you got to come in with your mind. My daddy wants to give me everything. And you know what? I don't deserve it, but he wants to give it to you anyway. Amen. Faith says that God wants to bless me. Amen. Blessed in, blessed coming, blessed going, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. That ain't just money. That's everything. He said, I bless you above all things. What? That you prosper spirit, soul, and body. I want you to have every joyful dimension of life figured out. Okay. You want me to go back and teach because I'm getting too excited. All right. Good. Go to Hebrews. I'm almost done. Come on. I don't know where I was. We're in Hebrews 11, 6. Let's go back to Hebrews 6. I think we're about 18 by now. 6, 18, right? Right? He said that it was impossible. It was impossible by two immutable things because God cannot lie. I'm thinking that. God can't lie. So why are you doubting him if he can't lie? Why are you not believing him? Why are you not expecting what he said? Because here's what the thing is. We become rejectors 
You ever notice it's faster to be negative than it is to be positive Amen. the minute you hear something? Amen. That came from the fall. Because man fell, he's not as, he's, he could do it, but it has to be trained to be acceptable to be a receiver because usually you're quicker to be a rejecter. Happened with the children of Israel. Remember he said, go take the land? The Bible said they had an evil report. What's an evil report when you say something different than God? Every time you say something different than God, you got an evil report. By two immutable things, what? It is impossible for God to lie. We have a strong consolation. Keep going. Who have fled for refuge, lay upon the hope that is set before us. Which hope is an anchor of the soul? How do you keep your soul anchored? How do you keep your mind, your will, and emotions anchored? With hope. What's hope? Confident expectation with joyful anticipation. That's what hope is. It's confident expectation with joyful anticipation. Hope showed up first before faith, but hope ain't faith. Faith is now. Hope's later. Hope ain't a problem. So I believe it goes like this. This is me. Hope, faith, back in hope. What do you mean? You leave faith? No. You confidently expect that what you believed and received, you got in working, but it's confident expectation. Abraham against hope believed in hope. What does that mean? He kept hoping the bad word. Hope's confident expectation with joyful anticipation. Watch this. So I come in. This is how I did it. Man, my life's jacked up. Let me read it. Which hope we have as anchor soul, both sure, steadfast, which entered in through the veil, went right in through within the veil. What's that mean? Man, that's it right there. Keep going if you want. You can just see this thing here. And with the further forerunners entered in, even Jesus, who high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He talks about the blessing, right? Watch this. So here's what happens. I got a situation. I got a circumstance. I'm going to go quick. I got 15 minutes. Ready? Come in. What do you do? I got a situation. Where do I find hope in the Bible? Against hope, believed in hope. Considering not now the deadness of Sarah's or the what? The degeneration of his body, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Against hope, believed in hope. What's hope? Confident expectation, joyful anticipation. I got a problem. I got to find hope. Where do I find hope? Within the veil. Where's that? In the word. Within the veil. I got to go into glory. This book is live, man. It's the only living book there is. You go in, and what do you do? I find hope. Next thing I know, I pull hope out. I find some hope scriptures, amen? I got a hopeless situation because I got no hope without God, but now I found God in his word because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You're going to become the living word. You're, I'm telling you right here now, you're going to become a living word. The Bible said this. It says in John chapter 15, he said this. He said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you. You want to know what ye abiding in him is? One, and him abiding in you is? It, it, you want to know what that means? Really? It's a proof of trust. He wants to know he can trust you. We already know we can trust him. You know how God knows he can trust you? How much word you got in you. If ye abide in me and my word abides in you, ask me what you will and I'll do it. He wants to know he can trust you. It's all about trust. God wants to know you're staying in his word. Even situations, circumstances say something different. Don't leave the word. Don't ever leave the word. Stay there, right? So watch this, right? Now get this part. See this thing and get this. Pull this in, okay? Very important. So where does this, so hope arises from the word, right? And now faith says what? Now watch this, right? Where do we find hope? We found hope right here in the word. Once I get hope, which is to do it? It should start working in my system. Now let me show you what happens when hope. When hope shows up, faith is now. Hope is in the future, so I find future until I can get to a place of faith. Once I get faith, what do I do? Faith's now. I believe I receive when I pray. Most people are missing it right there. Remember Mark eleven twenty four. 24? Pop that up there, please. You got the things they do? I'm going to show you how to do it. Hope showed up. Faith releases. Then you got to go back 
You got to go back to confident expectation. Mark eleven twenty four says this. 23 says, whoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. What's it said? Now watch this. Shall not what? Shall not what? Circle it real quick. Circle it. Shall not what? Doubt. Shall not what? Doubt. Go to James 1, 6. Hold that right there. Can you go to James 1, 6? Oh, Mom, you're doing great. I don't have to give you a gift card. Um, James 1, 6. Amen? Praise the Lord. Right? Look what it says here. And it says what? Let patience have its perfect work before it if any man asks, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. Who God, who what? Gives liberally. Right? But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. Circle it. Waver. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind tossed to and fro. Right? Everybody say waver. Waver and doubt is the same Greek word. Same Greek word. Waver. Doubt. Now, you're not evil, guys. Look at me. I love you. I'm hard on you, but I'm, it's not even for you. It's for the atmosphere. You know, half the stuff I say doesn't really go to people. goes in the atmosphere. You didn't realize that? I set a tone in this place. Yeah, they, they, people get nervous coming in the building. I'm not playing with no devil. He ain't going to torment your mind. You know, people come in here just to find peace. Just my mind's got to slow down. I'll slow the whole building down. I've met a lot of preachers, not a lot of men of God. I come to change the whole atmosphere, change the whole block. So how come people don't listen? I don't know why. I can care less. They're going to listen. Beep, you're listening. Ready? Get this. Word doubt means differ, waver, differ. What's that mean? He's wavering like the sea. So doubt ain't a bad word, guys. You got a difference more than you got a doubting. You got to get that now. What's the difference? Something's more real to you in the moment than the word of God. So we got to override what you see in the physical that's making you differ with the word of God. You're not a doubter. You're a believer. He said he made you a believer. He said, what's light got to do with darkness? What is this? What does righteousness have to do with unrighteousness? What does a believer have to do with an unbeliever? You getting it? You seeing it? So now I got to ask you, what are you holding more securely to that's making you differ than what the word of God said? Do you see it? Now, we got to produce evidence to get you to override your differing. You're not a doubter, guys. You're just a differer. You ever have a difference? History says a man that wavered, it sounds bad. It means to, it means to disconnect. What's making you disconnect? Same word. You could look it up in the Greek. Wavereth, wave, same thing. The man's tossed to and fro like a wave of the sea. Sounds real bad. He's a differer. So I asked the same question. Well, where's this dude differing in the mental arena? It's differing in the place of belief and the place of the mouth. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Chris Sarno. If you would like to learn more about Chris Sarno Ministries, we invite you to join us today at chrissarno.com.